Welcome to Anyway, I'll Drink to That, a Booze and Sam's production where we serve up tales in a tall glass, shaken, stirred, and delicious. Every drink has a story to tell, and I'm going to tell it. We like to have fun here. I drink, I tell a tale, and I hope that most of it is true. I'm your host, Sam, also known as Booze and Samta, preferring to go simply by Sam from Booze and Sam's. So saddle up with a good cocktail and give me a few minutes of your time for a mystery and a drink that changed the world. Before we get started, I'm your host Sam from Booze and Sam's. I've spent decades selflessly researching some of the best drinks from all over the world, and I brought back a few of them to America just for you. I'm really excited to share with you an upcoming product release, our sangria. Now, I've pulled together recipes from different parts of the world, from the beaches of Greece to the sunshine of Portugal, all with the intention of creating several drinks that pair perfect with sunshine, people, and fun. Who can argue with that? I'm even rolling out a limited edition spicy sangria this year. You have to try it for yourself to experience just how delicious and unique it is. As a special thank you to my listeners, and as a spring sale, I'm running a special on any sangria pre-orders right now. The product will ship in the next few months, but the price won't stay at the unbelievably low price I've set for it now. Considering we use organic ingredients when possible, take care to use recyclable, reusable containers, and produce a product that's easy to use but features a fresh-made quality taste, the prices are a steal. They won't last long either. So hop on over to boozeandsams.com, that's B-O-O-Z-N-S-A-M-S.com, and check out our complete sangria line now. I'd appreciate if you got yourself a taste of it too, which pairs delicious with sunshine and fun. Finally, I don't run ads on this show. I do this because I enjoy history, alcohol, and spinning a good yarn now and again, and I hope that you enjoy the stories I tell. All I ask in return is that if you like the tale I told, you share it. If you laughed, learned something, whatever, share the show. It's the best way that we can reach more people and continue to create content that you enjoy. Your support would mean the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now. Saddle up with a good cocktail. Give me a few minutes of your time for a mystery on a drink that changed the world. Josiah flexed his hand open and closed several times and sighed. His fingers were stiff, much stiffer than he expected them to be. He didn't think this would be so hard, but these were the doctor's orders. And it's always best to do what the doctor tells you. Especially a doctor as prominent as this one, who had gotten his start out west and achieved renown around the world as a famous physician. So, Josiah had no choice but to believe him. With a resigned sigh, he went back to the exercises at hand, exercises that the doctor assured him would reinvigorate his life. You see, Josiah was feeling off. He'd taken on a project much larger than expected at work, and, with a hard-riding boss determined to see results at any cost, a shrewd, successful man that had a right to demand such results, there wasn't much Josiah could do besides suffer through and drink the figurative and literal medicine that the doctor ordered. So he did, day after day, and although it took longer than expected, he began seeing results. With a renewed vigor, and seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, Josiah buckled down for a final push before the big day, the day of his project's unveiling, the night before he slept horrible. This was a big deal, a career sort of project that, if executed the way he hoped, could jettison him to great success and job security. When the day finally arrived, Josiah was all nerves. But he had no reason to be. 
the project went off without a hitch, and his boss was highly impressed with his work and dedication to the project. The greenhouse, where the project was unveiled, appreciated the effort too, for they would go down in history tied to this project, a project that had a world-shattering effect. From there, Josiah went on to other things, bigger things, the whole time spouting the value of the medicine that helped save his project from oblivion. Fast forward a few years in Nashville, the epicenter of his hard work and the work of many others, due to having the perfect demographic for such a project, jettisoned the company behind the project forward too. They made more ambitious plans and targeted Austin as their next city of choice for expansion. They were determined to strike while the iron was on fire. Their approach was similar to Nashville, and they laid out and executed several well-done projects that instantly captured the hearts and stomachs of the Austin crowd. From there, the rest of the country felt like dominoes, and the business that once made $1.9 million in revenue in 2011 exploded in epic proportions a mere three years later to around $131 million a year. Today, the company has continued its rocket launch climb and makes around $700 million a year all achieved with very targeted and well-planned projects that clung to the hearts, minds, and taste buds of their target market. But when money floods in hand over fist, so too do the opponents, seeing an easy win to expand their own business or make a quick buck. This company had to fight back many of their main competitors, striking at them with a long arm of the law, until a single person, the face of a lawsuit, decided to turn that arm back against them. Anna, distraught and fierce with being misled, for she was sure she was misled, hired Spencer to stand in her corner and box it out with the company that had now become a powerhouse. For Spencer, it was a noble pursuit, a way to keep the powers that be in check and remember that if you stretch your tooth even a little, and even in the name of marketing, you were going to pay. For Anna, she hoped they'd pay to the tune of $5 million, which represented a turn of over 5 million percent on her initial investment. She and Spencer felt this was a small amount compared to the damages and mental injuries inflicted upon her for wrongdoings. Of course, the company had a massive war chest at this point, and getting attacked from all sides by those looking to capitalize on their success was inevitable. So, the company fought back, and is still fighting back to this day. The matter itself was one of marketing, pushing the boundaries between a consumer's responsibility as a purchaser and a company's responsibility as a good business steward. With no clear lines, that's why matters such as these go to the courts, the Illinois court system to be more specific, in order to allow well-trained individuals empowered with the long arm of the law to, well, flex that arm from time to time for very important, serious matters such as this one. After all, we're talking years later after the original project had been long done, but not forgotten. In fact, it wasn't even the project itself that is the core issue in the lawsuit. It's the medicine that Josiah used, which is the issue and a new twist on that product, which allowed for greater accessibility across the country. But this accessibility resulted in a modification of the medicine's formula, just a small tweak that meant a great deal to regulators, as it allowed the bypassing of certain laws that then allowed an expansion of this medicine to more customers. These modifications were spelled out on the packaging. After all, it was another medicine in the company's product line, and it makes sense to brand them the same so a consumer could recognize the world-renowned medicine made by the world-famous doctor and instantly feel a sense of confidence and trust in the product they were receiving. But what if that trust was misled? Or at least caused a certain amount of consumers to be misled? Was it the brand's fault? Even though they clearly worded one medicine different than the other? Or was it the consumer's fault? For not taking more care to question the orders delivered to them and instead follow blindly because someone more educated 
more trained, the expert in the room told them to use the product. That's ultimately a big question that's up for debate still today with Anna and the medicine she purchased when she accidentally thought it was something else, a different medicine, a medicine shared by 4,750 other people on St. Patrick's Day back in 2012, so that in one fell swoop, all 4,750 people could tilt their heads back in unison and down the tasty medicine, which had a bit of a kick. Some would call it a burn, but just what the doctor ordered, the doctor that never existed but was the marketing genius of a liquor company, Dr. McGillicuddy, and Fireball Whiskey, which got itself into a hot fire and sued by Spencer at Anna's behest for another version of the same drink that used malt beverages and wine instead of whiskey so that the drink could be sold at an additional 170,000 stores throughout the U.S. that had a beer and wine license but didn't carry a liquor license, which caused Anna to allegedly mistakenly grab and purchase a 50 milliliter shooter of the drink for 99 cents and then to her whore, discovering that Fireball Cinnamon, although made by the same company and branded in a similar manner, wasn't the same as Fireball Whiskey, which actually doesn't even contain enough whiskey in it, the required 40%, to be considered a whiskey due to the addition of sweeteners that have brought the ABV down to 33%. And since we can't call Fireball Whiskey a whiskey, we'll imbue it with the nickname that many others call it, a medicinal. But medicinal, whiskey, liquor, or malt beverage aside, the blurred lines, which Anna alleges caused her to make her purchasing mistake, is a clever bit of marketing. Just like the fictitious doctor, name is ascribed on the whole line of beverages. Or the sly grassroots marketing they used a little over a decade ago to create a drinking culture throughout all of Nashville and then Austin, before trickling to the rest of the United States through such things as world record-breaking attempts, which they still hold today, in case you were curious. Anyway... This has been a Booze and Sam's production. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If so, please share it. Also, connect with us online at boozeandsams.com. That's B-O-O-Z-N-S-A-M-S, boozeandsams.com. And subscribe now to the podcast to be updated when new episodes are released. As a final aside, it should be noted that the internet is a place of conflicting stories and facts. I try hard to tell as accurate a tale as possible, but you may have heard or read something about a person, event, or thing different than the way I tell it. That doesn't make me wrong. After all, I'm just sipping a cocktail, telling you a story, just chatting like we're old friends at a bar looking to pass time and learn something new. Let's just cheers to that and enjoy a drink together.